Welcome to the Sometimes in Shambles podcast. My name is Melissa. This is my podcast. On today's mini-sode, I will be reviewing the Ted Bundy Tapes Netflix show. I actually watched this show like two weeks ago and I finished it in like two days, but just things happened. So I released episodes in a different order than I had expected. So now for this mini-sode, I'm going to be releasing what I recorded a couple weeks ago. So when I say last week, it really means like two weeks ago. So how many times can I say so in this episode? Let's go. Let's get this started. So I have finished the Ted Bundy series on Netflix. I finished it last weekend. It actually like took me two days only to finish it because I go through Netflix shows so, so quickly. So I watched one and two in one day and three and four on Sunday and finished that all up. And I just want to talk about it really quick. This is my first like true crime sort of themed episode that I'm doing. I don't know why I've been like I just really like true crime stuff. I used to watch CSI like crazy when I was younger, like to the point where I wanted to do that. And I, when I went into school, I actually um, was a chemistry major at first and like looking into going into forensics and stuff like that. Love CSI, love Law and Order. I have just like always been obsessed with that stuff. The first true crime thing that I can remember from my childhood is I was probably like I have no idea how old honestly like sixth grade maybe and my mom on the bookshelf in the living room had a Lizzie Borden book so like I always saw this book and I was like who is this person like asked my mom and she's like oh she killed her parents with an axe and like got away with it basically. So that was like the, my first intro to true crime. And I remember going back to like my computer room and getting on Google and like searching Lizzie Borden and kind of researching her. Um, so that was like my f- the first thing that I remember being interested in. Now, Ted Bundy, I had no idea who Ted Bundy was until... I don't even know when, like, till I moved to Utah, really. So I was an adult. (laughs) I think a lot of people, after I learned about a lot more about the more famous serial killers, um, if you're like, oh, you know, Ted Bundy, they're always like, oh, is he the one that eats people? They, like, always confuse Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy. So that's, like, all, all that, like, I think people know about Ted Bundy is like they just get him mixed up with people. I personally, before watching the show, didn't know that much about him. I have been, um, so last year in school, I actually did a website in one of my web design classes on notorious serial killers. So I had to do kind of like a lot of research to create the content for my website. And Ted Bundy was one of them, but I didn't really research that much about him. Um, but I did kind of like a brief research, like to see which ones interested interested me the most. And I, I knew that Ted Bundy came through Utah and he went to the University of Utah. And 
I had read story like survivor stories from BYU's campus and my mom went to BYU. So I remember texting her and I was like, were you at BYU when Ted Bundy was like in Utah? And she's like, I don't know. Like she just like, wasn't that interested in it. So I think she was, um, Ted Bundy was there 77. I think, I think 77 is the year my mom graduated from high school. I could totally be wrong. Sorry, mom. It's like 77 or 78. So like, I always kind of thought before I actually did the math, I always thought that she was at BYU when Ted Bundy was still murdering people. And that always like fascinated me that like my mom could have potentially like been a victim or come in contact with him. And just that thought was very interesting to me. So now I'm going to just like review the show a little bit. Um, They're not really spoilers because like you can kind of know, you either know all this information or you don't. And if you don't, then it's not going to like hurt you when you watch the show pretty much. So there's a lot that I thought I knew about Ted Bundy and then I watched the show and I was wrong or like I, or the show didn't really explain things and I had to look them up. And then there's like just a lot of things that I learned about him that I didn't know. Um, so the show starts out with basically a journalist when Ted Bundy was in prison in Florida, Ted Bundy wanted to tell his side of the story and wanted someone to like record it or come listen to him. So this journalist went and met with him and recorded like 80 something tapes of just Ted Bundy talking about himself pretty much. What I learned watching this is that I hate Ted Bundy so much more than him just being a murderer. I hate his personality. I, he like is just, if I knew Ted Bundy in person, minus the killing parts, I would just be so furious. Just annoyed by being around him he just like thinks he's so much better than everybody else but anyway so um the show kind of goes from goes back and forth between like the journalist kind of talking about his interactions with ted and then it will go through like recordings from ted bundy and then it will go to like detectives and the lawyers and um, that side of the story and the investigation of like what was going on from the law side. And then it will go back to like Ted Bundy talking. And I just thought it was, I have just like so many thoughts. They're like racing through my mind. I actually wrote some of them down while I was watching the show. If I can pull that up. Okay. Overall, I'll just say I was very disappointed and I know this is going to like sound creepy, but I think fellow murderinos will understand. But I was very disappointed that it, like the tapes, first of all, you don't really hear that, that much from Ted himself. Um, or they just like do a really good job of like blending it in with the show. You, he, like he never admits to anything. And the journalist talks about how annoying that was that he like never admitted to murdering anybody and the way that they got him to actually talk about the murders because Ted Bundy um, has a degree in psychology they basically said like what do you think was the thought process of someone who is doing this or like 
what would this person do next? Or what would this person um, do if they were going to get caught or whatever? So they, they turned it around so he didn't have to incriminate himself. And he said, oh, he probably did this and this and this. So he was talking about it, but he wasn't really giving specifics, or at least the show didn't release those those tapes. Um, but I was expecting to be like, oh my gosh, we're going to get like details of what the police don't know, like the side of it that like we obviously weren't there or like nobody was there but Ted and like what was going through his mind and why he did this. And he does talk about like an entity that overtook him and he had to do this but that's like very brief and so it doesn't talk a lot about like why he did it what he was thinking when he did it I don't know it doesn't really portray that very well so that was kind of frustrating and I thought we were going to get like more details that the cops didn't know and it's pretty much just everything that you can find on the internet um so yeah that was frustrating and then there's some things that they just kind of skip over that I I was just like watching the show I was like wait but what happened to this and this and this so it goes through his life it kind of talks about like the tapes of Ted talking through his childhood and like basically explaining that there's nothing there's no reason why he would have killed these people like there's no um like this is when this is the time that the FBI was forming the BAU and they were kind of like creating the serial killer term and all this stuff was very new i mean in the 70s it was like a plethora of serial killers so they knew that they knew characteristics of serial killers when they were younger like wet the bed started fires um killed animals the typical serial killer things and Ted was just like so adamant about saying that he was normal even though other people said that he wasn't so it talks about his childhood and then all of a sudden it talks about this girl that he was dating and what I thought that I knew about Ted Bundy was that he started killing girl he had a girlfriend they were engaged she broke off the engagement and then it started like his killing spree and his type that he killed were people that looked like his ex-fiance or whatever I was so wrong and they talk about this first girlfriend and I was like okay this is the girlfriend that he got engaged to or whatever and I don't know like it doesn't really say if they were engaged or not it it just kind of says he was dating this girl and it doesn't say like when they broke up or anything and then all of a sudden he killed some people and it was just kind of like random and like I don't I couldn't really follow that timeline then all of a sudden like we're in a different state and he's killing other people and then he has this other girlfriend and this was his main girlfriend I think that everyone talks about and it doesn't say that they were ever engaged but this is the girlfriend that had a daughter and then it talks about like his relationship with the daughter and what I didn't know was so they put out all of these posters because there was an eyewitness at the lake when he killed the two girls at the lake. There was an eyewitness and so they were able to like get a sketch and someone overheard him say that his name was Ted and they know what his car looks like and so they go through, they don't have the technology to like go through things very fast so it was a very slow process 
But then the girlfriend actually calls the police and tells them like, hey, I think you should look into my boyfriend because he kind of looks like the picture. He drives this car. His name is Ted, blah, blah, blah. And I did not know that. I did not know that she called the police and basically turned him in. So that was like the first thing that I didn't know. But then when it goes on about like on through the timeline of all of his killings, um, they just like never really say what happened to the girlfriend. Like all of a sudden they're in Colorado and he moves to Colorado or whatever and starts killing there and I'm like wait like what happened to his girlfriend he just left her all of a sudden it doesn't really explain that part and then he's in Utah or like he escaped prison and I'm like what is his girlfriend thinking like I don't really because at one point when he escapes prison the first time he I got like they the cops were saying that they called his girlfriend to see if um he was in contact and I was like wait he still has his girlfriend like I don't know. It was really, that was a part that I was really interested in because she played such a, like she turned him in. So I wanted to know, like, did Ted know that? Were they still dating? Did they break up? Like, I don't know. It doesn't really tell a lot about that. And that was frustrating. And then the next thing that I wanted to know more about was the second time he escaped from prison. Um, I guess I didn't know how he escaped from prison either times. And so First time he was at the courthouse, he jumped out of a window and then he like ran away to the woods, but then he got like so disoriented from the rain and the storm and stuff like that. He walked back into town and got caught. And I feel like Ted was like stupid, but smart. I don't know. He made really dumb, um, dumb choices. Like this girl was one of the girls was killed at a ski lodge and he literally had the ski lodge brochure in his house like I don't know he was kind of dumb the second time he escaped from prison all it says is he escaped from a hole in his cell ceiling and it like shows a picture of the hole and they don't explain anything else like they don't explain was it a hole that was already there like was it a like a vent or something did he carve out the hole himself with what like they don't really explain anything. I just like wanted more details. They just said, because from the first time he escaped from prison, he lost like 20 pounds or something. So he only weighed like 145 pounds. And then the second time, because he was so skinny and he hardly ate in prison, he was able to fit through this hole. I mean, this hole was like, honestly, like six by six inches. Like it was so small. And he like stacked up some books on the top bunk of his cell and then just like slipped through. And I guess where the hole went through the ceiling, there was like a prison guard's um, apartment or something. And like, it just doesn't explain anything. Like why wasn't anyone in the apartment? Like how did Ted know that there was nobody there? And like the the right opportunity to slip through. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't give a lot of details for that. And that's the kind of stuff that I want to know. I'm going back to my list and seeing what kind of stuff I wrote down. Oh my gosh. The first thing I have written down says black eyes. This was the scariest part of the whole show. I think was when the journalist was, I think it was the journalist, somebody who had talked to him said that one time he was talking to Ted and Ted started talking in third person 
or whatever, not the person about himself, but saying, you know, he would have done this. And he was like explaining something about the murders and his eyes, which are like super bright blue, just turned pitch black. Ew. Like it gives me chills. Like I just got chills again talking about it. That is so scary to me. Like just imagining someone's eyes go like turning black in front of your face talking about something so scary is a such a terrifying thought to me i'm probably gonna have nightmares tonight just from talking about that one thing but i actually stopped the show and went on google and started like researching black eyes and serial killers and like why do people's eyes turn black and all this crazy stuff and it was saying like about like endorphins or something and when you get like really excited about something you're talking about, then your pupils dilate. I don't know. It was a lot of like scientific stuff that I don't understand, but that is so freaky to me. Your eyes turning black. So scary. Oh, okay. Then I wrote down the photos. So the whole show, it's like, it's so interesting to watch. But then um, at one point I was like, I'm literally just watching like minutes of one photograph because it's like people are talking like the journalist or the cops or the lawyers and like people in Ted's life like his he actually had friends so his friends some of his friends were on the show um so they like interviewed them but then the parts where like Ted's talking they're just like photos and it's just like I'm watching like a slideshow pretty much with Ted's voice over it. It's still super interesting to watch. You would think that just watching a photo for like five minutes, the same photo gets boring, but it's really interesting because you can actually like think about what Ted is saying and like process it. But there's some photos when he's actually in prison and they're like photos like someone did a photo shoot with Ted Bundy and he has like shackles on his ankles and there's this one photo that I I don't understand who took this photo but it's from the point of view of the camera is like under the desk and Ted is sitting in a chair reading a book or something and he literally like has shackles on his ankles and he's like peering over the book under the table directly at the camera it's such an interesting photo to me because first of all what photographer is like let me do a photo shoot with ted bundy in prison and second of all why like who is like yeah we need to get a photo shoot like a formal photo shoot with ted bundy I think it's just so weird. It's probably for a newspaper or something. I don't know where that photo came from. They show it several times throughout the show. And I just think it's so weird. So another thing I wrote was not very smart. Okay, Ted Bundy actually is so smart. Like he talked himself or tried to talk himself out of a lot of things. But it's almost like cringy. Um, but along with that, I wrote he got gas near the hotel of a victim Oh, he buried all the victims in the same place, which is like rookie move. And then the brochure that I talked about. But actually, they do have a recording of Ted talking about the burial of the bodies. And he just, he was like, well, most likely the bodies are going to be buried in the same place because he's going to want to revisit them. Oh, yeah. And also while he was out and about enjoying his time away from prison in the woods he slept in just someone's cabin who I guess wasn't home and 
how it would actually be so awesome to be the owner of that cabin and be like, Ted Bundy hid out in my cabin. But also that would be terrifying that like literally a serial killer can just like show up. I don't know. It was, it's creepy, but like, what if you just found out that, oh, by the way, like we caught Ted Bundy, but he slept in your cabin for a little bit. So hope you're okay with that. They probably like sold the house or something. Um, okay. This is a part living in Utah. I always heard about the Ted Bundy shed house, whatever that's up immigration Canyon. And it was not mentioned a single time in the show. So I was like, wait, what the heck? Like so many people talk about it. Some people say that's where he hid the bodies. Some people say that that's where he murdered people. Some people say that's where he hid when he escaped from prison. So all through like the prison scenes when he was escaping, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to like mention this thing. Like I've been up in Creation Canyon. Like this is crazy. They never mentioned it. So again, I well actually it was at the, after the show, after I had finished it, I looked it up and like watched some really stupid videos of people going through it. And it didn't really say anything. Like I think it was Ted's house, but the house is demolished now, but there's still like the cellar that's standing that people go to. And like, there's just rumors that he has bodies hidden down there or, um, other things. I don't know, but it's totally irrelevant to the whole Ted Bundy story. And I was very disappointed because I thought that that was cool and it's actually nothing. He did not hide there when he escaped from prison because the second time he escaped from prison, he got all the way to Florida. And I literally did not know that. I did not know where he went the second time he escaped from prison. I knew that he somehow ended up in Florida, but I never really knew what the relation, like what Florida had to do with any of this. So basically the whole last episode I didn't know about. So he he got from, he escaped prison, I think from Utah or Colorado, maybe, and somehow went all the way to Florida. And it, it explains how he did it. He like got on a bus, then got on a plane, then got on another bus, whatever. Then when he was in Florida, he um, murdered three people. He murdered two girls in a sorority house and then six blocks away same night like an hour later murdered another girl and um when it's talking about the sorority girls so he broke in in the middle of the night and killed them in their sleep which is so horrible i get anxiety talking about that because that's like so scary I don't think it would ever happen to me because I sleep so light, but that's like terrifying to not even know. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. It's scary. But over Thanksgiving, my sister was staying with me and she was like, she was like, why do you lock your bedroom door? That's so weird. Um, because of serial killers. That's why I lock it ever since I left for college. Ever since I've been in college, I've locked my bedroom door. When If I've had roommates, I lock my door. Like, even if I have a room roommate, I lock my door. Like, I just always lock my door. 
always, always, always. And it's because of people like Ted Bundy who like break into your house and then come into your bedroom. And if I, if my door is, if my bedroom door is locked, it's just like another protection from someone who can break in and kill me. And also if I hear someone like I, so like someone can just open the door very quietly, but if I hear someone trying to unlock my door, that will wake me up. So it's just a safety net. Lock your doors. I think everyone should lock their bedroom doors. Yeah, I had no idea about the Florida killings. Okay, also they show several times throughout the show, they show like, it's like 12 different pictures of him and he looks different in every single picture. It is so creepy how he can change his identity and no one recognizes him. Like when he gets caught in Florida, which by the way, he gets caught for running a red light or something and stealing a bunch of crap. Like that's why I'm saying Ted Bundy was stupid. Like that's how he got caught is a traffic violation. Like it's just so dumb to me. It's like all of this horrible stuff and then he's just an idiot and that's how he gets caught. Anyway, when he gets caught in Florida, they don't know who he is. Like, he goes through a whole court trial and they still don't know his real name or who he is. And it's like so bizarre to me because I'm like, you literally have Ted Bundy who's been all over the news nationwide everywhere and you don't know that you have him in custody. And like, he gives a fake name and then they, they, so they put up his fake name like on the news and the real guy is like, um, actually I'm him and that's not me. So then there's like a clip of the judge being like, um, we can't, like, you can't post bail because who are we posting bail to? Like, we don't even know your real name. Like, who are you? And he just stays silent the whole time. Doesn't tell his real name. And then I don't, I don't remember how they found out who, who he was, but they finally found him out. But they like show the 12 different times that like he's gotten arrested or whatever and it's just like so creepy how he looks different in every single picture and how quickly he can change his identity and like it's so bizarre it's like he has I think he's he was diagnosed with like manic depression or bipolar or something like that and I think that has something to do with it so I wrote I'm so confused on what evidence they had against Ted in Florida this was another thing like I do not understand how he, how the jury convicted him with the death penalty. There was like zero evidence against him. And like me, there's just so many things. Like, did he ever get convicted for the crimes that happened in Utah and Oregon and California and Washington and Colorado? It didn't show any trials for any of those. And... I don't understand. That's something that I need to look up because it never mentioned like that he was guilty for or found guilty for any of those other people. It was only the, there. I think it was only four girls in Florida because he had also kidnapped and killed like a 12 year old girl. So there were two different trials for him and in both he was, he got the death penalty but there's so the 12 the floor wow the sorority girls and the third girl was the first trial they literally had like no evidence all they had was like a bite mark bruise on one of the girls 
And so they took molds of his teeth. And that's the only like physical evidence that they had against him. And somehow he got the death penalty. Like, I don't know. It does not make sense at all to me. OJ Simpson, there's like a million. There's so much physical evidence for OJ Simpson and he walked like I don't know it just doesn't make sense to me but oh Ted Bundy has crooked teeth so we're going to kill him I don't know like I'm glad that that happened obviously I'm glad that he was found guilty but just the evidence was not there or the show just did not do a good job of like really portraying that um and then the 12 year old girl there was so much evidence against him so all of that made made plenty of sense And then the last thing um, was he doesn't mention his wife or kids or anybody um, like during the trials. Well, not true. But after the trials and when he got executed, it doesn't mention that at all. So like during the trials, all of a sudden there's this new girl that comes into play and this girl's like obsessed with Ted Bundy, is always at his trials and then actually during one of his trials he proposes to her while she's on the stand as a character witness it's just really creepy and weird and i don't like this girl then when he was in prison they got married somehow they had a kid they would like visit there's like a picture she the daughter is like four years old or something and they're like all in prison taking a picture it's just so weird to me but after like the trials and stuff it doesn't really mention them again especially when it's going through and talking about his execution on his execution day and even leading up to it so ted bundy the day before his execution he admitted to 30 murders it's just like it talks about the days leading up to the execution and how they're trying to get like an appeal to get the execution day moved back and all this stuff but not once does it mention like his family and his wife and what they're all thinking and especially on the execution day it it shows like all these people outside and there's like burn bundy burn shirts and all these things which i wonder if there's a burn bundy burn original shirt from that day just floating around somewhere on the internet i tried to look it up but i couldn't find it but that would be really cool if there was like still an original shirt somewhere some guy in law enforcement um it talks about him because he was there when ted bundy was executed um so he's like the main person that's talking during all of this but it just shows a bunch from that day and not a word from his wife so i thought that was really weird like wouldn't she have the most to say when like her husband is literally going to die like i don't know that part was really weird too it just doesn't give the show just didn't give all of the details that i wanted but that's all the notes that i have on it i just wanted to give like my thoughts and my recap about the show there's just like a lot of extra stuff that i think i'm gonna research or kind of disappointed that i had to research it but that's it and yeah i would say like comment let me know your thoughts but this isn't youtube i don't really know how podcast episodes work yet um you can email me sometimes in shambles podcast at gmail.com yeah that's all i have for you so thanks for listening bye 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Sometimes in Shambles. The intro music was done by my friend Lucas Kathy, and the artwork was done by me, myself, Melissa. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.